My name is Leah Garland. Am I okay with the sound? Okay, it feels a little uncomfortable, but that's okay. A little dangerous here with my tea that I talk with my hands a little bit, so hopefully we will keep that out of the way. But um, I was up here about a year ago, and definitely a scary time for me. I was sharing my testimony. I felt the nudge from God to be up here just exposing all my junk and to bring the darkness into the light and just very blessed to be invited back here. And I'll admit, as I was, Tom gave me the free reign to kind of do whatever I wanted. We're back in the summer of stories. I thought, oh, I had all these great ideas about what God was doing in my life. And I was excited to bring that to the forefront. And then I felt like I was supposed to talk about random acts of kindness, which is pretty cool. I mean, who doesn't love random acts of kindness? But in all honesty, I thought, okay, we talked about acts. We've gone deep into the Holy Spirit moving. And we, we've gone deep this past year. And I thought, we go right from Kevin last week ooh, to random acts of kindness. But I thought, okay, I'll, I'll go with this. And um, as I was thinking about this, I had so much fun thinking about all of the incredible kindness my family and I have experienced over the past really couple of years. Um, and so I hope that you'll have fun with me as I share some of my experiences. And, and as I go there, I hope you're kind of thinking about experiences that you've had in your life and maybe ways that, that God is moving. So the video we're going to be showing is going to be showing you examples of random acts of kindness. And so according to Wikipedia, a random act of kindness is a selfless act performed by kind people to either help or cheer up a random stranger. Really for no reason other than to make people happy. So why wouldn't we want to talk about this? Either spontaneous or planned in advance, random acts of kindness are encouraged um, by various online and offline communities. And kindness is a good thing. I mean, it's one of the fruits of the Spirit. So why wouldn't we bring together some of these things that are known in to everyone in the world, and I think I'm hearing my video starting up, so that's good, um, and bring it with what the Bible is telling us to be um, offering to the world through kindness. And so it should be coming naturally to us as Christians. Are we good? Okay. And who doesn't want to be a part of something like that, bringing joy to the world? And so as I talk about random acts of kindness, I'm also going to talk about kind of intentional acts of kindness. And I know this might sound very boring as I'm getting into it, but when you think about random acts of kindness, that definition talks about how it's to a random stranger. So you're blessing somebody who you don't know. And I think of that when you're going through the McDonald's drive-through and somebody ahead of you is paying for you. Typically, you're not knowing that person behind you. Or when you're going through the Starbucks drive-thru. Um, thinking about in a hotel room when you leave a nice tip for the, the maid. Um, you don't typically know who that is. Or even walking along the street when you're smiling at someone. Um, those are typically things that are truly random. Or what we saw in the video, completely random kind of situations. But as I was thinking about acts of kindness, the ones that really stick out in my mind are truly intentional acts of kindness from people that I love, people that, that care about me. So I'm just going to share a few of these. And as I, as I talked about earlier, two years ago really was a pivotal time in my life. It was a time where my mom had become very sick with an aggressive form of ALS. And um, we got three beautiful weeks with her before she moved heavenward. And that I feel like my life kind of has a before mom died and, and after mom died. So I, I think that's kind of where, where these acts of kindness really came to the forefront. And for any of you who have lost a loved one, 
The amount of generosity and kindness in a community like Pella is incredible. I can think of all the, the, the cards, the visits, the hugs, the prayers, the encouraging words, so many things that built us up during that time. Um, yeah, just definitely living in a world where, or in a community that just loves very well. And then I think of a few kind of random things that happened during that time. If you've ever been to the, the Comfort House, the hospice home here in town, um, the cookies that are always there, wonderful. But those people who make the cookies, I don't even know who makes them, but thanks Jesus for that. Um, those were great things that they didn't really know who was going to be eating the cookies, even though my family consumed many of those during those three weeks. Or people would bring food to the Comfort House just to be a blessing for, for people going through a tough time of saying goodbye. And then I think of the, the meals that we have been blessed with. We've, um, at El Charo, the, the family that blessed us, even though we didn't really know them that well, but they wanted to bless us on that day. I think of the concert tickets um, some people gave to us recently so we could go out on a date night. I think of our neighbor across the street who in that, um, those snowstorms this past winter, when you felt like the snow was up to your ears, the shovel just wasn't cutting it. And so we had this neighbor across the street who thankfully had a snowblower and he came and did our, our um, driveway way a few different times last, last winter, even though we didn't really know him very well, but it was such a blessing. And I know this is going to seem a little bit random, but we're talking about random acts of kindness. So this is where my mind goes. I think of May Day. I, ex I celebrated this when I was a child. And I think of um, a few years back, my girls had a, had a ring on the doorbell. And outside were these delightful May Day baskets. And I thought, people are still doing this today. I loved it. So my girls have, have been able to experience some of that, that hopefully we can keep that tradition going. And then my family, I have some of my family here. Generosity is just poured throughout my family. I'm so blessed to have been raised in a family where there's just generous hearts. And I think of my, my parents who are just all the time taking the girls and surprising us by doing our laundry when the girls have stayed over or bringing us food. Um, generosity is just poured throughout my family. I think of my sister who put together these beautiful little um, gift baskets for all of us. We went on a girls weekend a couple weekends ago and um, just had really special things for each one of us. And that was a huge surprise. We didn't expect that at all. And then for my birthday last year, last November, I was celebrating a birthday. And in all honesty, I don't want to complain, but it wasn't a very good birthday. It was things just hadn't gone my way in the day. Um, it wasn't the kind of birthday that you really want to repeat in the future. And I had a card from my dear friend in Minnesota. And I didn't think much of it. I mean, I love my friend, but I opened up this card and out dropped a hundred dollar bill, just like that, that waitress um, received from the, the um, yeah, from that older lady. And now if you've got friends like that, if you hang in those circles, then good for you that your friends just randomly give you hundred dollar bills on your birthday. And that's just routine, but that's not the circles I typically hang in. And, um, and what her card said, along with that hundred dollar bill, this is just a small way I can help for your birthday and the rest of your chaotic life. And the list goes on and on. And I'll share a few more things as I, as I continue on this morning, but just a generous community, family, um, friends, beautiful life. Now I want your help. I know community or um, participation isn't always enjoyed by everyone. I'm not going to do this for very long, so just bear with me. Um, so if you think about, hopefully you've kind of thought about a few times when you've been the recipient of an act of kindness. 
So think to those times, or think about the video if it's too hard to think of some. Um, think about how that makes you feel at the time that you've received an act of service it might, or an act of, of kindness. It could be a random one or it could be a, an intentional one from someone you know. So share with me and just shout them out. Um, how does that make you feel? What kind of feelings are evoked when you receive an act of kindness? Any? Surprise. I love it. Yes. Anybody else? Does it make you happy when you get an act of kindness? Noticed. Oh, that was the one I thought of way later. And I thought, yes, that's awesome. You get recognized. You're noticed. Yeah, love it. Grateful. Yes, yes, definitely. Go ahead. Blessed. Definitely. Loved. Yes. Ooh, you guys are coming up with someone. Um, I thought like curiosity. Did somebody say that? Yeah, yeah. You're you're surprised, but also curious if you don't know who it was. Um, kindness promotes empathy and compassion, which in turn leads to a sense of interconnectedness with others. And you think about the um, community that we've we've shared with at third, and I think that interconnectedness of getting to be feel like you're a part of the community is. Um, is a wonderful thing that comes through kindness. And next, um, the only other one I'm going to ask for your participation, how does it feel when you are gifting the act of, of kindness? Boy, I can't get off the act of service today. I guess that, maybe I'm supposed to talk about that too. Um, so how do you feel when you're able to bless someone else through an act of kindness? Now, I know you guys are generous people, so don't even try to tell me that you're not kind and generous. Easier than receiving it. Okay. Empowering. Empowering. I love it. To accept them. Yeah. So she's saying it's much easier to be on the other end of the giving end of it, where it's much easier for her to be able to give than to receive that, that blessing. Did somebody else have one? Joyful. Yeah. Very good. Anybody else? I think what Karen was saying, it gives you strength. You kind of think, oh, I was able to, to bless that person and bring a smile to their face. Um, it gives you energy. There's something known as a, high, at a, as a helper's high. Sorry for the microphone. Um, from Psychology Today said, when we practice random acts of kindness, it releases an energy. We feel better and the recipients of our acts feel better, which then makes them more likely to be kind to other people. And as I did a little bit of research, I found that there were so many benefits to kindness. I mean, who would have known that in the world today, kindness has such major impact? And I, I think there's going to be an image that comes up on the screen of the many, many benefits of kindness. And so I know you can't read that. I didn't, I didn't expect you to read that. So I just wanted you to see that there are a ton of benefits of kindness. I mean, there's so much there, and I'm not going to, um, I'm going to take up there, there's a kindness is contagious on the right hand, top right hand corner. It says, the positive effects of kindness are experienced in the brain of everyone who witnessed the act, improving their mood and making them significantly more likely to pay it forward. This means one good deed in a crowded area can create a domino effect like what we saw in the video and improve the day of dozens of people just by one small act of kindness that began the whole domino effect. 
And then I was so surprised. I thought kindness is a good thing, you know? I mean, it makes us all happy. But then this site went on to say, mortality is delayed with kindness. I mean, seriously? Depression is reduced. That makes sense. Um, Well-being and good fortune are increased. Committing acts of kindness can even lower your blood pressure. According to David Hamilton, acts of kindness create emotional warmth, which releases a hormone known as oxytocin. I don't know if that's in your everyday language. It's sometimes known as the cuddle hormone or the love hormone. It's released when you're spending time socially with other people or you're cuddling up next to those that you love. And I... I loved it. As I looked at kindness, it's known throughout the world. Everybody wants to be kind. It's a good thing to be kind within non-Christian circles and especially within Christian circles. Hopefully it comes more naturally. Um, but, I, but I wanted to take this further because I know as, as a universal love language, this is a really good thing and we need more kindness in the world for sure. But then I thought as we bring this into the Christian circle... Have you ever considered those nudges that you have to, to bless someone with an act of service? Have you ever considered that might be the, social, the, the Holy Spirit moving in your life? It might be a nudge from the Holy Spirit to be asking you to, to be kind to someone or to bless someone. And can you imagine with me that if we include the Holy Spirit in these acts of kindness, that we can actually bring heaven here to earth and impact eternal life? Not just the delayed mortality, but think even bigger than that eternal life. Do you understand that the Holy Spirit wants to partner with you? That is a beautiful thing. He has chosen you and me to partner with him in bringing heaven here to earth. It's awesome. I want to share a verse from 1 Corinthians 3 verse 9. Now there's a couple of versions here that that illustrate this. And so... The NIV version says, for we are co-workers in God's service. Friends, you are God's field. You are his building. He wants to move through you. And from the King James version, for we are laborers together with God. We've been called into this incredible partnership. So have you, I'm just starting to recognize this and I'm excited to share it. For some of you, this is old hat. You've been listening to the Holy Spirit. This is kind of commonplace. That's not me at all. So as I've started to recognize where the Holy Spirit is moving and learning much more about the Holy Spirit, um, I'm realizing that people, random people start popping into my mind or ideas like this random acts of kindness. That was not at all on my radar, but somehow that was planted into my mind. And Are you recognizing or able to recognize that is the Holy Spirit moving? At least most of the time. Now, if it's not lining up with his word, you've got the Bible that you can always put things against. If it's something that you're not sure about, check with with somebody who knows the Bible. But um, if it is something where he wants you to, to act on it, then do. You don't know maybe who's having a rough day or somebody who needs that kindness brought into their life. Our small group has been studying a book on the Holy Spirit. I think it's just called The Holy Spirit. A great, great book if you're interested in learning more. And John Bevere says in the book, we have been given the opportunity to work for and with the creator of the heavens and the earth. Another way to put this is that we get to work in partnership with God. What an amazing, amazing invitation. And for my Jesus Always devotional by Sarah Young, use your gifts 
to shine his light into the places where he has given you access. He's bringing you to places that you might not have ever dreamt of. Matthew 5, verse 14 through 16 says, You, my friends, are the light of the world. A town built up on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand so it can give light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and praise our Father in heaven. I had fun thinking about how the different messages, we've, we've obviously been working on, on Paul and Acts, and, and I kind of went back a couple of, of services back, and I looked at Tom's message, and he talked about the storms, the storm that Paul went through, and now the storms that we go through. And then I thought about Tim Hirama talking about um, Paul's character and how he lived scripture every day, every minute of his day to further God's kingdom. And then I thought of Kevin recently talking about um, how the kingdom of God is hiding in plain sight. Do we see it right in front of our eyes? And I think that if we can bring all of these ideas together, this past year together of the Holy Spirit moving and how God wants us to, to bring us into storms of other people to bless them and encourage them, I think we're up to some really cool stuff. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 20 says, we are Christ's representatives. I love this. God uses us to persuade men and women to drop their differences and enter into God's work of making things right between them. Now, don't we need to hear that in today's world where there's so many differences? Many of you um, know it also, well, it goes on to say in the message version, we're speaking for Christ himself now. Become friends with God because he's already a friend with you. And I don't know if you can relate as I look back on the storms in my life, but there, we've certainly had storms that we've been going through. And so I want to share a few, a few things from that time in our lives as well. And so I wanted to first go through a song that has had an impact on me. Many of you know this song called Oceans by Hillsong United, a beautiful song. And about a year and a half ago, I felt like we were going through a storm and and this song, the words will, I think, come up on the screen. But, but this song, um, I'm just going to read through the words, and then I'll get more into why it had an impact on me. Um, they says, take me deeper than my feet could ever wonder, and my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. Beautiful words. But I have to admit, those words were not what I wanted to hear a year and a half ago when we were going through a storm. Those words... I could not sing because I didn't want to go any deeper. In all honesty, I felt like we were drowning in that water. I wasn't going to walk on that water. I didn't want to go any further. God had already brought me further, but I didn't want to go any further. I think sometimes God knows my stubbornness, and he knows that he, I'm not going to walk out on that water, not unless he makes me go out on that water. So I think unless he places me in those storms, I'm probably not going to go there on my own. And I can remember during that time, I was busy in our kitchen. We'd received another diagnosis within our family. Medical stuff has just been overwhelming in our lives. And, and this significant um, diagnosis was just overwhelming to me. And I can remember I was in the kitchen on a Saturday morning and trying to come up with new foods. We switched to this crazy new diet, and I, I don't cook much anyway. And so this was completely overwhelming, having failure after failure of these silly foods. And... I can remember just totally overwhelmed in that storm and somehow 
the Holy Spirit was nudging someone else to bring me the hope that I needed. My door, um, there was a knock at the door and someone down the street, I don't know terribly well, but a sweet, sweet lady. And um, he was encouraging her to bring me a devotional, this Jesus Always devotional. And can I tell you, I didn't need someone that morning to to give me advice on how to deal with the, with the behavioral challenges we were having now because of a new medicine. I didn't need someone to come and tell me exactly how to cook these meals. I didn't need someone to, to come and do stuff for me. But you know what I did need? I needed Jesus. And so that is what brought me hope on that Saturday morning. And last summer, during another overwhelming time for our family, We had dear friends, a couple who stopped by our house. We didn't know why they were coming over. They said they had something to drop off and just kind of wondering what was going to go on. And they entered into our our front room and handed us envelopes, white envelopes with people's names on them. People we recognized, names some we knew were close to, some that we weren't. And they said, open up the envelopes, look inside. And as we opened up these envelopes, each and every one of these envelopes, there were 20, maybe even 30 envelopes. And inside of those envelopes was money. The exact money that was needed for the medical treatments to go to Omaha multiple times last summer for one of our family members going through challenging times. And that was amazing. We had thought, how are we ever going to make these treatments work? This is not going to work. And somehow the Holy Spirit was nudging them to send out an email to all of these friends to bless us. No, it was still overwhelming to think of that trip multiple times throughout the summer and to go through these treatments. But the reality of that financial burden that that was going to be causing us was lifted. So every trip could be taken care of for that cost. Um, It was amazing. And I think part of that amazing piece was that there was that interconnectedness that that the definition talked about, about kindness. There was a community surrounding us in this storm that we were finding ourselves in. It was beautiful. Isaiah 40, verse 28 through 31 says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, even though we do. And his understanding none of us can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not get weary. They will walk and not be faint. And just this past week, I saw Jesus in the face of a young boy. This might seem insignificant, but to me, this was a big deal. We were at an event in town. I was playing single mother for for about a week here. And two of my girls were with me. One was across town at another event. And there was a bounce house at this event delightful. My oldest loves the bounce house. So she sat in there, and, but I knew I needed to be gone by a certain time to get across town to get my girl from this event that she didn't really know much about, and I knew it would worry her if we weren't there. 
And as I tried to, I, I first gave her a warning about five minutes beforehand to say, okay, we're going to be leaving here soon. And then we went over and I knew I needed to rush. We'd just gotten done with the balloon animals and needed to get over to the bounce house and then get in the van and just get moving. And I said, okay, Kayla, it's time to go. We need to get going. And she was having way too much fun in that bounce house. There was no way she was going to leave with me. And so tried that for a couple of minutes and thought, okay, we're going to be okay. And then of course, as any good parent would do, okay, we can have a treat if we leave, or we can do something really fun if we leave. And that wasn't even working. That bounce house was so magnetic for her. She was not going to leave. And then what I saw was the most beautiful thing, a little boy, probably two, probably three, who reached out his small little hand. I have no idea who this little boy was, but he took gently her hand and led her to the door. And out she came. That was exactly what we needed. That was the Jesus we needed at that point. Somehow his parents are doing things right because that little boy at such a young age is knowing Jesus and knowing, well, I don't know if he knows Jesus, but he sure knows kindness. And then about two years ago, after my mom went to heaven, I was involved in an accident. I was leaving, leaving work. It was the day I was in Des Moines and leaving um, in downtown Des Moines on a busy street. And I was hit. So I pulled to the side of the road, and the person who'd hit me pulled behind me. And then there was another car that pulled behind that gentleman. She got out of her car and walked over to me. And she said, this is what happened, because I had no idea. I was completely confused. This is what happened, and here's my phone number. The insurance company's going to need this. And I, I didn't really know much about accidents, but I was glad she did. And she had explained what had happened, and... Nancy was this woman's name, and she was the good Samaritan I needed on that day who showed me incredible kindness. So after the day, my car was totaled. It was chaos the rest of the day, but I got home, and I was kind of thinking about how this day had gone. And I decided, hey, I've got her phone number. I don't want to be like a stalker, but she, she had given me her phone number, and I thought, I'm just going to send her a little text just to say thank you and, and even ask her maybe for her address that I could send her a little, little gift card or something of, of appreciation. And what she sent back to me in a text was so lovely. I just wanted to share it with you, and I think it's going to um, come up here. And she said, your appreciation is more than enough. Not enough people today show any appreciation. A small act of kindness can help so many and hopefully change the world back to what we once were. So a hello, a smile, or just skipping down the streets will make someone's day. So thank you. I don't know if Nancy is a Christian, but she knows kindness. And she showed me kindness that day. And her response reminded me of a, a trip our family recently took to Chicago. It was a little weekend trip and a life-changing trip for our girls. I think of the video with the homeless man. Our girls saw homeless people all throughout the streets. And my little eight-year-old, Eliana, wow, that tugged at her heart. And that was a, a, a big kind of experience for her. And then I had Kayla, who's our almost 11-year-old. And for some reason, I believe it was the Holy Spirit nudging her, but, but little Kayla is, we're walking the streets miles and miles, and so it wasn't the most lovely of, of trying to get through the busy streets of Chicago. But what she started doing as she was walking through the streets, she was kind of in front of us. We were kind of, I mean, still walking alongside of her, but we were going this way and people were walking this way. Everybody was down on their phones or looking downward. They didn't want to be making eye contact. 
And what Kayla did at this moment was so precious. She started walking along, and she wasn't really happy at this point, but somehow this distracted her. She started going, hi, hi, and she's shorter than me. So what she did was intercepted those eye contacts and brought (laughs) there, she's laughing back there. And so she got to have people look up like, what in the world is going on? So they verbally heard it, but also saw it with their eyes. And the surprise look was beautiful. Now, many people are like, what in the world? But you had hellos. You had other people that kind of smiled at her. It was a surprise kind of what's going on kind of smile, but it was lovely. She was bringing Jesus to the busy streets of Chicago. And finally, for those of you who heard my testimony last year, I shared about um, Miss Debbie in North Carolina. Miss Debbie had a significant impact on me, and I can remember talking with her and feeling the freedom to be able to share my story and bring the darkness into the light. She was the first person that I ever shared that with. And Miss Debbie was the angel I needed during that time in my life, during that storm where I had so much darkness. And she literally impacted me on my eternal life. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 17 and 18 said, Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, just like I experienced with Miss Debbie. And we all who with unveiled faces reflect the Lord's glory and are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. But you don't have to take my word on it. I know I've shared a lot this morning, but you don't have to listen to me, but I sure hope that you're going to listen to Jesus. Jesus was the ultimate example of bringing heaven to earth. He was so in tune with the Holy Spirit that he was able to move where the Holy Spirit was moving him. Now, you might think he was cheating a little bit. Okay, Jesus doesn't cheat. But you might think, okay, he's part of the Trinity, Holy Spirit and Jesus and God. They're all a part of the Trinity. So, of course, he was in tune with the Holy Spirit. But, but look at his example. In his time here on earth, in those 33 years, he was healing the sick. He was calming the storm. He was healing the blind man. He was healing the lame. He was doing so much to bring light into the dark world. And before we get to the call to action, I'd like to share some words that really spoke to me this past week. And I know some of you here in the room were at the women's conference, the Next Right Thing conference, and it was a wonderful time here in this room sharing with other other women who were just trying to, to make good choices based on their relationship with Jesus. And I, I picked up the book thinking I honestly probably wouldn't even read it, but thankfully I, I've gotten into it. And Emily P. Freeman shares in this, as we make plans, we fill out lists, and do the things that need doing, may we remember still to remain open to surprise. Instead of insisting on clear plans like I do so often, may we be willing to settle in and take the next right step, even though it may lead to someplace we didn't quite pack for. May we stop insisting that everything have an explanation and a purpose. Let's be men and women who keep our ears pressed gently against the heart of God, willing to respond to faint whispers and small nudges and even have an openness 
to be the wink of God for someone else. And then our call to action. If you're not already doing so, what I want you to start imagining is that the Holy Spirit wants to partner with you. He wants to be moving in your life to bring his kingdom here. He wants to partner with you. So begin recognizing those nudges as gifts from the Holy Spirit in your life. And secondly, I want to encourage you this week that you would pray about someone in your life who needs that gift from the Holy Spirit, who needs that encouragement, who might find themselves in storms because storms are all around us. God didn't say he was going to give us a life of ease. When he called us to be with him, he didn't say your life is going to be easy. Many of us know life is not easy. There are things right around the corner that are going to take us down. And if we don't have the love of Jesus in our hearts, we're not going to be able to endure those hard times. I think of Pastor Kevin and their family as they've experienced this major loss in their lives. And if they didn't have that stance to stand on, I don't know where they would be. So I'd encourage you to think about and pray about someone that you can bless. It might be something tiny. Maybe just a quick text to say, I'm thinking about you or praying for you. It might be that you send them a little gift card and say, hey, I'm thinking about you and I think maybe you could use a little, a little gift to go out and get yourself a coffee. Um, it might just be that you're going to be praying for them. Something. It might be something big. It might be that you leave a $100 tip for the waitress that helps you out with your meal. And then I want to take it just one step further. If you are open to this and you're already receiving the gifts of the, of the Holy Spirit and you are already acting on these nudges, ask the Holy Spirit to move you into places where you don't know who you're blessing. Ask him to move you into saying hello to someone who you don't know because that might just be what they need on that day. It might be that at the grocery store, you just need to tell that person helping you that she is beautiful and maybe she hasn't heard that in days or weeks. Maybe it's someone who is on the street. Maybe it's a homeless man who needs your help. Because what that person or who that person is may be random to all of us. We might not know their names. We might not ever know their names. But they are certainly not random to the Holy Spirit. I'd like to end with these words from 1 Peter 2 verse 9. You, my friends, are a chosen people. And worship team, if you want to come back up. You are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you and I can show others the goodness of God. For he has called me and he has called you out of darkness into his wonderful light.